everyone. Uh, welcome to our podcast. Uh, my name is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, yes. I, yeah, yeah. Hello. Welcome. Uh, my name is Sarah Wood. I am an intern in the HOP and Trio office this semester. Um, and we are gathered here in this hallowed hall to discuss uh, <laughs> Vampire Weekend. Um, so I'm going to have uh, my fellow podcasters say hello, introduce themselves, and then we can get into it. All right. So hi, my name is Shalomar Brown, and I'm a senior civil engineering student. Hi, everybody. This is Amy Messersmith. I'm the Student Support Services uh, Associate Director, and um, I'm kind of new to indie so this will be an interesting podcast to kind of listen to hello everyone my name is chris davis i'm an academic counselor for heop and i am very new to indie. hey everyone this is nick piatto um, i'm a graduate music ed student at syracuse and um, also help to run the uh, census sound lab so really excited to be here thank you all for joining us today all right, so we're gonna get started. Uh, we're just gonna dive right in, right? So um, the first question we're gonna start to discuss is how did you get introduced to Vampire Weekend? We already know uh, where Chris is probably gonna go with this, but for, <laughs> <laughs> but for everyone else, if you'd like to share sort of um, how you got into the band and maybe first songs you heard, first impressions, any of that. Um, I guess I'll start. So. I got into Vampire Weekend because I was friends with this guy named Jeff, and I just... Jeff? Um, I'm not sure why. I just thought he was so cool. He was a little odd, but like he was just like a very cool person, and so he was in any music, and I'm like, what is what is that? And he was um, really into Vampire Weekend. They just dropped an album back in like 2014. So I'm like, okay, let me just check them out. And the first song I listened to was Hudson, because he said that was his yeah. favorite song. Really? Wow. I listened to it. I was like, no, absolutely yeah. not. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what you're listening to. So um, eventually I circled back to the album and I listened to A-Punk and I was like, you know what? This is kind of good. And then I listened to Diplomat Sun and then it was just, they were a favorite. Oh, wow. Yes. Diplomat Sun did it. So Diplomat yeah. Sun was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's funny. My husband, Mike, is really into indie. Like he could, honestly, he should probably be here instead of me. <laughs> so he threw out this name of the band and I was like, Vampire Weekend? Like, and when I first heard the name, I'm thinking like really heavy. I don't know. Vampire makes me think goth and like, mm. like really, really like, you know, my chemical romance kind of vibe. And then I listened to them and I'm like, Mike. I think they're more weekend than vampire. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good descriptor. That's a good descriptor. I like that. But um, I was also talking to Chris Davis about the band. Like, oh, my husband listens to this band, Vampire Weekend, and he had a particular <laughs> opinion about the name. <laughs> well, I mean, I just feel like a lot of their, their band names come from the most random things. They just look, they see. So they probably was watching like a vampire movie and it was the, it was a Saturday. <laughs> so it was like, you know what? Vampire Weekend, we got it. Probably, we'll have to get them on the phone and ask if that's yeah. what they about. That is classic indie band though, right? Because like, and then there's the other indie band thing too, where they just switch the first letter of the name, like instead of Mitt Romney. Isn't there a band that's like, Rit Rit Mom. Mommy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I see I feel like I've seen that a few times too. Yeah. Or it's just like or like soccer mommy. Like you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. like yeah. stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, indie band names are interesting. But go ahead. It's now. like there's, there's mm. a um logarithm that like you can just <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the algorithm, like the, yeah, the yes. log yeah. The algorithms like that's the yeah. <laughs> Frantically typing to find mm. a like a name generator. Exactly. <laughs> um well I can go. Um like how I how I kind of got into them was like I had always I kind of grew up with them like at least on the radio a bit like they had a few songs that would like I think like Diane Young and like A Punk were kind of like famous songs I had like heard before but I didn't really ever listen to them until I think I it was right before I went to college so it would have been twenty around like twenty thirteen I had a really old car. Even then, there was no Bluetooth in my car. Like, I just had a CD player. So, like, I nice. had to, like, get CDs. So, I went to this, like, this library was closing kind of around here. And they were, like, selling everything in the library. So, I found this, like, the modern vampires. I, I think uh, maybe it was after then because I think that came out after. But I found yeah. that CD, like, just in the library. Um, and I bought it and like ever since then it was like I really associated it with summer because like that whole summer I just had it like playing on a loop in my car um, so that's how I first got into them 
What year was that? I can't remember exactly. Well, Modern Vampires came out in 2013, so that timeline checks out. Yeah, it might have been. It was around then. Like, either I was, like, home from college or it was right before I went to college. I think it was the summer before I went to college. That's me. So, um, I'm... it's been so long. I don't even remember how I got into them. I think a friend probably was into them. But I think an important tone to set here is that <laughs> um, I was much more aligned at this point with Amy's um, misconception of what Vampire Weekend was <laughs> um, as opposed to what it is. Um, so I was very deeply in my emo phase at the point when mm-hmm. I found Vampire Weekend, um, which was actually one of my first <laughs> ventures out of of that, of getting into indie and, indie and alternative more so than like metal and those things. I've lived a very varied <laughs> musical life. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I think I got into Vampire Weekend probably around eighth grade. Um, so that's, oof, I'm going to have to do math. Um, probably like 20, 2010. So mm. probably around the time like Contra was coming out. So their subtitled album was still, was out, had been out for a couple of years by then. Um, and I know that I had, I both of them were out by the time I started listening to them. Um, but yeah, it was just such a different, it was just so different from what I was listening to. Um, so, yeah, I think that was, it was, an, it was like an, that was like a turning point, I think, in my musical taste. Because mm. after that, I think I started listening to a lot more of like, I got into the Arctic Monkeys um, and I got into some other different, like other bands um, and started to sort of widen my, my portfolio. So. They're like a gateway band for <laughs> My you. gateway band. Vampire Weekend is my, my gateway band. Yes. It's a good way to describe it. Mm. Shalimar, was it like a gateway experience for you too? Um, I actually kind of relate to it a little bit in a sense where I was having my emo phase and my Andy phase Amazing. at the same time. Amazing. So <laughs> it was a lot, but also um, it was a little bit backwards for me. So like I found Arctic Monkeys first okay. and then I got into Vampire Weekend, mm, but okay. I think Arctic Monkeys is a whole another podcast. Yeah. Like, we got oh for that one <laughs> sure for sure that's so interesting yeah the, there was like a, a a shift in period for me between like ninth ninth grade was like the shift trademark where it was like <laughs> I was changing how I was looking and I was listening to different music and then by tenth grade I was like full in the like hipster phase of my life um, and I <laughs> I say that ironically but like that was really I was really I mean that was big at the time it was like twenty twelve. Like that was that was the moment. So yeah, we're really solidifying Chris's theory here. So I'm thinking right now, like Arctic Monkey came from Donkey Kong. It was the ice level in Donkey Kong. Uh. <laughs> so that's I'm sure that's how they got their name. You know what I think we should do at the end of this is we all have to like have our own indie band name. By the oh, end of this podcast. Right, Just have that worry. in the back of your mind kind We're of percolating. <laughs> Look We're around stewing. the room. Find an object. <laughs> oh, I, I, I have ideas. <laughs> Love to see it. Um, so what is something you enjoy about this this band um i know that we're all sort of on different journeys with them and we've been with them for longer than others some people are very new to this journey so um yeah just what are things you enjoy and what makes them stand out like what sort of made them stand out to you made them made you want to come back and circle around because i know it's for you shalmar especially right like you were like hudson no and then (laughs) stepped stepped away right and then sort of came back into it so i guess yeah like where yeah, what made it so that you wanted to come back and sort of give them a second chance? Um, okay, so when I got into the Arctic Monkeys, I was I was very into them. And I was like, you know what? I really do want to explore other indie bands that are out there. And I knew a whole bunch of people in my high school at the time were really into Vampire Weekend. It just kept coming up. And I was like, what is so good about this band? Like, that song was just not <laughs> it for me. So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me just go back to it. I was just looking up random any songs on YouTube. And then that's when I came across A-Punk. And I was like, all right, let me listen to it. And I was like, oh, okay. So once I really got into Vampire Weekend, it was just like a big... They were very different from the Arctic Monkeys and everything else I was listening to at the time. Like, um, the Modern Vampires album for me, it just... It sounded like happy. Like, it was very upbeat. It was very happy. Like, a lot of the songs were very catchy for me. And it was like a a bit of a contrast from what I was listening to um, when it came to the Arctic Monkeys and just more chill um, indie music. So that's what really stood out for me the most. And 
it was kind of my gateway into like indie pop a little bit. So yes. I had a huge indie pop face after that. But don't we all? Um, yeah. Actually, no, we don't. But don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's that's how I got into it a lot. So I have a question though. Yeah. Um, so our intro music was that. Um, that was them. Yeah. That was them. That yeah. was. I've heard that in every movie. I feel like I watched yes. from like from like mid like two like 2015 to like now. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's there. See, it's, there. it's just you know these indie bands are all around you, but you don't know <laughs> until you know? you know. You don't know until you know. And I'm like, I have heard them. See, it's not my first time, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell myself. Don't judge your band by its name. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Can you really? No. <laughs> yeah, there's no discerning what's no, It Surely isn't, especially in indie. Yeah. Um, I can talk about that a little. Um, like in terms of what I really like about them, um, I think like there's a few things like for one, like, I'm a huge, like, Paul Simon fan. And, like, there's definitely, like, a through line from, like, Paul Simon to Vampire Weekend, like, in terms of, like, lyrical content um, and incorporating, like, groove, too. Like, I know Paul Simon, like, is kind of famous for, like, on the Graceland album, like, working with musicians from, like, a South Africa. And I know Vampire Weekend has said in interviews they listen to a lot of music from Africa as well. So, like, they're not afraid to shy away from groove and you can hear that on like Diplomat Sun, like that sort of sound. Yeah. So I think that's one thing that really sets them apart and like combining these like disparate styles. Like they have like hip hopping, hip hoppy sounding drums with like kind of like punky guitars. And it's just like this like mesh of so many things, which I really enjoy. Um, and I think like I also, one thing I love in music is like combining like the electronic with the acoustic, which I think Vampire Weekend does like really well. Like, they take, like, these sort of, like, just, like, acoustic guitars, but then they, like, kind of glitch them out in this cool way. So, like, I think they really accomplished that, especially on their earlier stuff, but even in their newer albums. So that's that's some things I love about them. I think Horchata in particular, mm. I heard that and I was like, oh, this sounds like Paul Simon. Yeah. And so it actually got yeah. me and my husband down this rabbit hole, and he's actually doing a different podcast um, about... Um, Sun City, which was a venue in South Africa that Paul Simon, um, his Graceland album kind of um, brought attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can take that part of the podcast. <laughs> but yeah, that that song in particular was like, oh, this sounds very much like Graceland. Yeah. Now that you say that, that's such an interesting parallel because I had never thought about it that way. But now that, yes. Yeah. That, yes. Like like even in parallel. his vocal delivery too. Yes. Like it's very like kind of like sometimes like conversational but still yeah. singing like very what Paul Simon would do. Should we play? Okay. So in my opinion, Horchata is one of those songs that like gets in your head and will like hang out all weekend. So maybe we should play that for, for Chris. For Chris. Yeah. For Chris and our listeners out there who are like, <laughs> who, who the heck are these people still? Looks a cutic in a balaclava. Winter's coat is too much to handle. Pinch your crabs, the pinch at your sandals. Like the drums are very like techno but like there's like glockenspiel and chorus like who does that <laughs> who does that yeah. who but who but remember weekend What do you think? So, me being a movie buff, I feel like this is something I would hear in like a family adventure movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, and it's not in a, not in a bad way. Mm. I say that in like a very positive way. It's very like upbeat, like you know, just kind of just driving, you know, cruising. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Like it's all right. <laughs> okay. To me, that beer is da- dangerously close to like Mumford and Sons, like stomp clap, flannel wearing beard, IPA drinking territory. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like a little close to that. I'm like, 
but it's still good. I think it's, I think, I think it stands significantly from Mumford and Sons and Co. Right, because, <laughs> because I feel like Mumford and Sons is very cut paced mm. to me. To me, sorry. Yes. If you like Mumford and Sons, sorry. Um, <laughs> we're really just yeah, we're taking shots right now. But um, to me, that that was sort that sort of realm. I don't even know what we categorize that realm. <laughs> I think is very cut and paste. We do the same sort of five mm. different beats and we just <laughs> we have a formula. It's like it's like okay, I like Alt J, right? But anybody yes. know okay, but like yeah. that video that man made on YouTube like a couple years ago, which was like every Alt J song ever, where he just oh, like yes. used a, a loop pedal and like I was like, crap, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> where it's like there's a formulaic sort of like mm. how we make a song. I think that's something that Vampire Weekend, for me at least. It's never been formulaic. It yes. doesn't feel like there's a, this is how we make a song. Every, um, I mean, Contra and their self-titled album do sound very similar, but I think there are differences you can pick up. I think they became a little bit more mature in their sound in it by Contra. But then, like, Modern Vampires of the City and then even Father of the Bride, yeah. right? Like, Father of the Bride is so different so from different. every other album they've put out. Um, and so I think that there's also that, right, is that you can see growth with them, whereas, like, and again, I'm not listening to every album Mumford & Sons puts out when they put it out. <laughs> like, what are they doing now? Um, but I, there's, vi- there's like, very tangible growth in, in what they're doing and sort of the complexity of, I think, the songs they're making and so – or, like, you know, dabbling in different things. Mm. Um, so for me, that's always what I've enjoyed about this band. Um, not al- also that, like, for me, when I first got into them, right, it was very different. And it, it opened a whole door for me that I maybe wouldn't have opened myself if my friends hadn't been like, hey, what about this band or this band? Um, but, yeah, that's sort of what makes them stand out to me is that it's it's always good, too. And maybe that's just me being biased because I like it. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always revisit these these albums. And I'm like, dang, like, it's these are good. Like, they hold up. Th- over yeah. Right. They yeah. hold up. Right. Whereas, like, if I listen to my stuff that I listened to when I was 13 – it ain't holding Very up anymore. It, I won't name names, but it ain't holding up. So, yeah, that's kind of the mark of a great artist. Like you go, I mean, you listen to the Beatles. You know, it's so different from like each album. You know, and it like still holds up. You know, and like I mean, think what you think. You know, about Kanye. You know, like the music, like it holds up over time, and like it changed. Like you know, but you can tell some artists that in Taylor Swift, right? It changes. Like she has so all these different sounds. Like artists that aren't afraid to like experiment. You know, with different sounds. I've always really liked that. You know, not content to just like do the same thing over and over because they're making money off it. You know. Shalimar, did you want to add anything to that? Um, I'm trying to think because, like, when he was playing the song and I was just really listening to it, I just heard so many things that I wouldn't have even thought to put together that came together and really worked. And that I was like, oh, snap, like, that's pretty much how I feel about all the songs that I really listened to them, just and how it doesn't sound like any other indie music that I kind of listen to. Because I listen to, like, all the corny, like, really upbeat indie music. And I'm like, <laughs> they don't do anything like that. It's just usually, like... Well, I mean, you heard, like, the little indie track that I made. And it's for me, it that kind of sounds like every other indie song that I listen to. So for, so for me, it was just, like... I just love how abstract it is compared to everything else. Like, maybe they're similar to, like, other things. But I just don't listen to bands that are, like, very similar to them. Yeah, so. I agree. Well, I wouldn't say that your track was like, it had some like very distinct things. I was like, ooh, that's interesting. I wish I had that on my phone. We could pull it up. Maybe next time. I, uh, let me see. Cause I, what indie bands I listen to? I guess the Mowgli's. I don't know if anybody uh, yes. knows the Mowgli's. Yes. Um, a, a lot of them are very small. Oh, they've got that um for your friends to leave so They give me five <laughs> no I won't say it. In the back of the car trying to stay awake. I can tell the stars that were out of I just wanna input like this is it. <laughs> no. Not this. No this no no, no. <laughs> This is new. I was just like, what is this? Oh, okay. I didn't even know, but like I was listening to a lot of the indie music from like 2012 to 2015. So that's where most of the songs I listen to mm. come from. But like that era. era what um, an era. 
truly. <laughs> really? <laughs> so it was them, Cold War Kids, The Wombats. Oh, yeah. Cold okay. War Kids. Uh, yeah. The Temper Trap, The Kooks. Uh, oh, The Kooks. We could talk about. San Cisco, The Vaccines, Circle Waves, Small Pools. The Vaccines. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Very timely. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing everywhere yeah. now. <laughs> um, we have Two Door Cinema Club. Oh, yeah. Two Cinema Club. Um, How could I forget? This guy's writing a thesis. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm just like, um, but yeah, it was oh, in Passion Pit, but like stuff like that Passion during Pit. that little era. Um, god, it's it was just a good more era. <laughs> upbeat. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, um, them just kind of um, just incorporating so many different things into their music that I usually don't list here in indie was it for me. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. One thing I've noticed is that just watching you guys kind of like trade bands and like recognition, like India is like the subculture that like if you're if you listen to it, then it's like instant connection. Like, oh, yeah, me too. Like that is something that, you know, we can connect with that a lot of people will have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> that's that's kind of cool. I think that's for a lot of I think it's for a lot of genres. Right. Because like I. I dabble too much in everything, so I don't right. have a deep understanding of truly any genre. <laughs> but, you know, like um, like mumble rap, I don't listen to mumble rap. Um, but I know that that is a very, like, like that is, I think that's the same, it's the same thing, right? Like, there's a lot of artists that are really big in mumble rap that I'd be like, whom? Right? But they are very significant to other people. And so I right. think it's like, you know, it's just, I think every sort of genre has its own subculture that if you're in, you're in. And if and, you're not, you're like, who? <laughs> and music has gotten so, music production is a little, so much more accessible now that we have right. so many different artists that um, exist. And it's like the days of like, the old stadium tours, it's like there's so much diversity out there that, you know, one of the things we talk about is, um, you know, with um, my friends and I is like, what new artist could fill a stadium at this point? Like where, who has that large enough following to do like a stadium tour like Paul McCartney is or Doja. Doja, Doja Cat. Cat. I yeah. Love Doja Cat. I would say J. Cole. Yeah. I saw him live. Did you? Yeah. How was it? Amazing. Amazing. It was at yeah. Barclays. And Anderson Pack opened for him. Oh, my oh God. CC uh, now. That's, that's my, that's all me right there. Yeah. You want, me see, you want to see Chris in the front row? That's me. <laughs> that's all me. Wow. But, but I do have a question. Mm. So you guys all seen, like, like you guys been to, like, an indie band, like, live, mm. like, show. Yes. How's the vibe? Amazing. Great question. Yeah. It depends, it? I guess, on the artist, too. But... And the venue. Oh like, yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I saw. So I saw Vampire Weekend live oh. when they were touring for modern. Sorry, when they were touring for Mad Modern Vampires of the City. Um, so there's a I, lot of vampires. There were a lot of vampires <laughs> with me. So it's um the venue. So there's this venue. I'm from Buffalo, New York. Um, so there's this venue by me, kind of called um, Art Park, in Lewiston, which is kind of up toward Canada. Um, it's beautiful. It's just like the stage. Um, and you. Basically, there's like seating if you want it, but also then you can just get general admission and you sit in the grass, right? Um, and so I was in high school. I was in high school. Yeah, I was in high school because it was 2014. So I was probably a junior. Um, and yeah, I just sat on a picnic blanket with my friends and listened to Vampire Weekend. Um, and to me, that was, I also saw Arctic Monkeys when they were touring for AM in the same venue. Sort of, mm. I was thinking it was like the same year. That, what a good year that was. Um <laughs> But that I love that venue because it's like you can have your space, um, and you can be with your friends, right? And it's it still feels like I mean you're still there, obviously, but you don't have to be up close and personal to see everything. Um, and man, seeing a modern vampires live was like when they did Obvious Bicycle. It was like mm. like an out of body experience. <laughs> like an, I, and I that's the only way I can describe it. Like it was amazing because of like that those like haunting sort of vocals from Obvious Bicycle, like. Mm. Sorry, Chris, you don't know what this means. Here, um, <laughs> let me throw it up. Nope. I'll put it on the back. Even the song title, Obvious yeah. Bicycle. <laughs> yeah. It's very obvious. <laughs> yeah. The LED still flickers in your eyes. All you are to spare face the razor because no one's gonna spare time for you. So, like, the chorus part in the chorus part in particular was where I was like, Whoa. Oh, there it was. 
All right, here it comes. So listen, oh. so listen, oh. Don't wait. Don't wait. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine everyone yeah. singing along to that. <laughs> like. Yeah, and they had like backup vocalists, so like, oh my god, it was beautiful. I, it's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> Wow. That's awesome. Like, they're one of the, like, they're probably, like, the peak of popularity, though, for, like, indie bands, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, one of, like, the biggest, right? So, like, like they're going to have, like, a big show. Like, personally, like, when I see indie artists, my favorite, favorite ones are those, like, sort of smaller venues, like, like Westcott Theater, but even, yeah. like, a little bit smaller, you know, where, like, it's kind of maybe an up-and-coming artist and, like, but, like, you share a bond with everyone there because, like, you know this this person. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. Funkin' Waffles. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Funkin' you know, Waffles. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. right? Exactly. I love that. I love that place. Yeah. Um, okay, so I actually had the opportunity to see Vampire Weekend live at yes. Firefly in 2019. So that was... You know, it was just like a music festival. So they had a stage. We were outside. But it was beautiful because they went on at like, I think it was like 3, 4 p.m. So it was really sunny outside. Um, I think they had like a a globe on stage. Yeah, probably for Father of the Bride. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So that really stood out to me. I'm just kind of trying to remember back to it. But it was just so nice. Like with the weather, it was hot. Um... The vibe was amazing. I just remember that was like honestly one of the happiest moments of my life. Wow. I I really wanted to see them so bad. And I'm not even a concert person. I don't like concerts. But like at that moment, it was just, I was so excited to see them. I was singing along in the crowd. I was learning new um, music from their newer album. And it was just so perfect. Like, unfortunately, I was not able to sit through their entire set because mm. I got dehydrated. So I had to go. Um, but it was honestly such a memorable time of my life so i'm definitely gonna have to go rewatch the videos after this <laughs> well uh, we should talk about their new album a little bit like because it is so i feel like it's very different from like you know like the first should i play a little something for me we should um what's a track you guys like from this i, I like, will admit i have not listened to it yet yeah i'll put it on to me, this is like very Paul Simon. This was one of the singles, I think, off this song. Like, to me, I feel like they really leaned into the acoustic side on this album. Yes, yeah. I agree. I think <laughs> I think this was, I think it was like, for me, it felt like almost an amalgamation. I don't even know if that's the right word, but it was like a combination of like all these things they did in previous ones. So like, I felt Modern Vampires of the City was very much, a, a little more somber, I think, of an album compared to the first two, for sure. Um, and even for some parts of The Father of the Bride, I think it was a little more somber. So, yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. I think there was, it, it just, it just stands out completely differently from, from the first three for sure. Yeah. We should probably say like all the albums really quick. Yeah. In case no one's listened to them. So like the first one was, do you want to say them? You know oh, them, right? Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the first one was Vampire Weekend, a self-titled album in 2008. Um, 2010 was Contra. Sorry, we keep like, we were throwing these around. <laughs> we didn't explain it. Uh, 2013, they came out with Modern Vampires of the City. And then 2019, they just came out with Fathers of, Father of the Bride. We can move this. We can add that yeah. into the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you want me to say anything about that? Otherwise, or? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. Do you, well, we should say, like, do you have a favorite, like, for people that have listened to them, or at least the ones you have listened to? Or maybe, like, if somebody were to start with yeah. Vampire Weekend, what would be, like, a, a good starting place? Oh. It's tricky for me. I would have to say, I can go first because I haven't pulled up. Like, I do really like the first album, but it's a little too, like, underdeveloped for me production-wise to be my favorite. 
and I really like the new album, but I miss like the electronic y side of them too. And there's a few songs that I think are kind of duds on it too. So, like, it would either have to be Modern Vampires of the City or Contra. I think, I think I would maybe pick, it's tough. I think I would probably pick Modern Vampires, even though some of the worst songs they've ever done are on that album, like Hudson. I think that might be the worst song I've ever heard. <laughs> I, I really don't. I can't believe your friend started you with that song because that is like, I always cite that as such a bad song. Now you have to play it. All right. I really don't. I really like want to hear like, oh, the worst so song. Oh, no, Chris. Smell this. It <laughs> smells terrible. I really want to hear the worst song ever. All right. Let me start over. Hold on. Hudson died Hudson Bay. The water took its victim's name. Now rivers rise toward Riverside to change their names again. Right from Burton. Stranger walked in through the door. Said all apartments are pre-war. We laughed and asked him for his name. He stayed until the end. We watched the Germans play the Greeks. He marked the 99-year lease. Our father's son. To me, it's sounding like it's like it's trying too hard to be abstract. I was just gonna say that. It's like they're trying a little too hard there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I would usually skip Hudson when I was listening, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> isn't there like another part of the song where it kind of changes, or yeah, is it that one? Maybe it was another song. It was, it was a song yeah. on there that was just, it really threw me off. But yeah. also, like, that was, was, like, the first one. And I was like, oh, it's okay. Like, eh, you know. And then I think I went to another song, and it just really threw me off. I don't know which one that was. Mm. It was a while ago, so. But yeah, that's I, fair. I feel like if they got rid of the last three songs on this album, it would be a perfect album. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the last three songs, but like every other song before, like some of my favorite songs by them, for sure. So I would say that one. Yeah. The first, the first thought I had was Edward Scissorhand. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. So when you said Tim Burton, it just connected right there. Wow. <laughs> that's fair. For me, I don't know. I, I feel like this is just a personal connection for me with that album. I was going through some ish as a mm -hmm. junior in high school. My parents were divorcing. It was very messy. Um, and so I was sort of in that. I don't know. It was a lot of darker of an album in some respects. And so for me, it was like <laughs> the timeline <laughs> for my personal life lined up well because I was just going through some stuff. Um I just I remember, like, I have vivid memories of listening. I was, like, just laying in the bathtub, just looking up. <laughs> and I was listening <laughs> to Modern Vampires of the City the whole way through, right? So, like, Hudson came on toward the end. You're, like, <laughs> you're fully in sulk mode. Like, it was, <laughs> the, the water gets cold by then. Yeah, no. Yeah, like, it was not a good, like, I was not having a good time in the bath anymore. And it was just, like, we're, we're at Hudson. Like, it, you know? <laughs> so, that's why I can't talk, I can't talk crap about the last three songs of the album, but... That's fair. <laughs> totally fair. I understand from where you're coming from from a technical viewpoint, for sure. <laughs> what album has Step? That's uh, that one, That's right? Modern Vampire. Yeah, yeah, it's the third track. That that one sticks out to me. That one is like... I was just playing it this morning, and I, you have to turn that song up. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, just it's meant to be played loud. You always stepped my girl. Like the classical influence here is, yeah. I actually played this song for my friend the other day, and I said, this is the only time I'll listen to the harpsichord. Is in this <laughs> song. Back, back, we're back, I used to front, like Andrew Watt, Mechanicsburg, Anchorage, Dar es Salaam. 
Well, I'm in New York with champagne and disco. Tapes in Medellin slash San Francisco. But I like how you can hear the two vocal takes, like one on the right and one on the left. really good in headphones too yeah it? it was it was very much of an experience i'm just like wow i've never listened to it like this <laughs> yes how about you shalmar what would you pick is like your favorite my favorite yeah. oh no not favorites okay <laughs> this is hard i just have to say shalmar your nails are like so cute you know <laughs> they're so cool we'll take that part out we <laughs> <laughs> this later take it out take it out there's, <laughs> there's so much we're gonna take out of this like from me i'm just gonna like doo, 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 doo. that's the beauty of podcasting because yeah. it's like we could literally say anything exactly right humana, humana, humana. Yeah, it doesn't matter <laughs> um oh dang this is really hard honestly i might have to say it's diplomat son because i feel like i listen to that out of like everything else like i don't know what it is it just kind of mm. has me like in a chokehold um, <laughs> Love it. Also, was, yeah uh, i guess the two other honorable mentions will be i really like oxford comma yes, oh, yes. yes. that is my second that favorite that's a great track that um, was played at the end of the um the netflix series with sandra O, oh, the chair oh I and it was like it the yet. closing credits and I was, that's how Mike and I got started about this conversation. I was like, oh, I like that song. He's like, that's Vampire Weekend. So I'm not that far off when I talk about movies. No. I feel right? like a lot, of, a lot of these are on like movies or end credits. Yeah, yeah. 100%. You know? This 50s vibe to it almost. 100%. I'm curious if Chris would know this song. This is probably their most famous, one of their most famous. Yes. That's in like, that's the, all yes. Yeah. Like every movie from like, it's like, um, uh, Step Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. See? Yeah. 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 There you go. Oh, and I would like to add uh, Diane Young as uh, Thank you. As yes. Well. This is their other really famous one, I think, right? Diane Young deserves that. Yes. I was she listening does. to it on the way here, actually. <laughs> and I was like, even though this, like, sometimes, like, artists fit, like, like most popular songs. Like, you're like, eh, there's ones that are better. Like, this is just objectively, like, a perfect song. I feel like I could hear this song like like an Elvis impersonator doing it. <laughs> yeah. Every time that song comes on, I'm like, I'm going to run a marathon. Like, no, I'm literally. Doing it. no, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Diane Young has been on the, I think it was on, was on the radio for yes. a while. Yeah. If you're on, the, if you're on the alternative, like indie station circuit, it had a grip hold. So one of my questions is, because they are an indie band that kind of came up from under the indie, I don't even know. They bubbled over? They bubbled over, <laughs> exactly. Like, are they, does it kind of take them out of that genre and they become something else now? 
but like what else would you call them but (laughs) i don't know what other way to describe because they're definitely not pop you know they have elements of it but like so they're not rock really the essence of indie tends to be or is it let me rethink this like you know how indie bands like in terms of popularity, it's kind of like what's considered hipster. Like, as soon as it kind of becomes mainstream, it it loses its an aspect of how it's defined. I guess does that mm. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think not that I'm the indie expert. <laughs> We're all you are at the table though. Not like whose table you are. Yeah, not that I'm the indie expert here, but um, I think. I think the difference is, right, like what sometimes bands do. I mean, sometimes it's also just categorization. It's easier to lump them in. But I think it's also what bands do once they get public recognition, like, you know, when they get this sort of acclaimed notoriety. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, for me, at least, it doesn't – it feels a lot like Van probably said, sure, and then just kept doing what they were doing regardless of sort of what was going on in terms of, like, their recognition in the mainstream. Um so for me, I think that's an, a distinction, but it's like I keep coming back to like what Nick was talking about, like with Mumford and Sons, right? Like it was just like a cut paste. This will get on the radio, right? Like people yeah. will like it. And so we'll just keep doing the same sound over and over and over again. Um, and so I think that's, for me, that's like an, a distinction. Um, but maybe that's, I don't know, again, not the expert, not the expert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I wonder if there's like a linguistic kind of conversation too like if the like the name indie has like kind of changed meanings yeah also like not like it probably came about before like to mean like music that was kind of like underground but now it seems to kind of have like turned into a type of sound like you think of like phoebe bridgers like she's not underground really you know what i right. mean mm-hmm. but like that you would categorize her as like indie you know so i wonder if it's kind of changed meaning as well yeah, I, I don't know why. I was just under the impression that indie was just, like, a type of, like, genre. Like, I didn't know that it was referred to. But, like, as, like, I guess people that are kind of on, like, the come up or, like, a little bit different. But that yeah. that does make sense to me as well. But, no, I just always classified it as its own, like, genre that has probably, like, subsections of, like, more upbeat or maybe more laid back and maybe more a little bit weird. Um, I don't know if it would potentially fall under alternative-ish like I'm not even mm. sure because I know there's different types of alternative music too so I just kind of like group them together yeah. like they're on the same playlist like because they kind of have the same vibe too yeah you know it's funny I see alternative as growing out of like the 90s metal kind of in, in, in juxtaposition to that like it kind of grew out in response to um, the 90s mellow was like, okay, that's not the vibe. We're going to do a little bit different. But I see um, I see alternative is more of a rock influence. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like indie is just kind of, it's almost defined by what it's not, which is mainstream. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. too. Yeah. No, that's a great point. I, I kind of like that. So my favorite band, I mean, me and Nick talked about this, is the internet. Yeah. And, and they're considered oh, like, yeah. like. Yes. Can we have a yeah. podcast yes. about that, Chris? Oh, we, yeah. I'll yes. pick this out, but. Yes. <laughs> I but love but, the internet. But they're like considered like alternative, like R&B or alternative, I love alternative like R&B. soul. You know what I yes. mean? So I think it's kind of this, I guess the same. That's what I was going to say. I was going to bring up alternative, alternative R&B because it's one of my favorite genres. Oh, my God. This is Stop. like. Now, this song wants about out of body experience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> If I could see the internet, they don't. I don't even know if they don't. Do they, they tour anymore? Like, well, they're all well, doing solo right. stuff. I saw them in Buffalo. Ironically, stop, stop, stop. I, I need. <laughs> okay, go 20, on. Twenty fifteen. Okay, frig. That hurts me. <laughs> <deeply>. <laughs> that hurts me deeply. They were at. They were at. Um, Funkin' Waffles too. Wow. They were at Funkin' Waffles. Yeah. I'm gonna lose cool. my mind in Super. this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my god! It said the lead singer is yeah. super cool. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! When was they had Funkin' Waffles? Please. Twenty sixteen. This hurts Ish. me so deeply. That's okay. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are, I mean, are we post genre? That's a good. That's question. what it's just. Yeah, to me, it feels. I, I get like there are so many genres. Or, like, okay, I don't know if I'm going to use my Spotify account as, like, a base. And, again, is Spotify <laughs> real? Are they making up genres? Probably. Oh. But um, Nick probably has hot takes on this as a music as a music person. <laughs> but, like, 
you know, like when I did my wrap up for this year for my Spotify, I was like, what the fresh heck are half of these things? Like, I don't know what. And then it, it doesn't tell you what the bands are that are under that. And I'm like, nothing I listen to feels like it's that. Um, so I feel like Nick can take a hot take on this, but it's just like alternative as a genre encompasses so much. Um, and I think for me, it almost is like we're in a post genre because I think a lot of, a lot of music takes influence from so many different elements that it's not like there is like this purest notion of like, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not going to go off now because we don't have enough room on the SD card. But uh, <laughs> I do have a podcast idea if you guys are interested. Oh, my God. We should totally do this. Yeah. So there's this website. It's called, what is it? Like Sound. Uh, sound something. Yeah. I'll find it. But like it's basically kind of like it takes the Spotify algorithm and it's like basically what they built. But there's like six over six thousand genres, like the smallest little niche genres. So I was thinking, what we should do is like do a random number generator, oh my and God. just like <laughs> pick one of the numbers, <laughs> and then we like all listen to like a different one for the week, and then convene because they have playlists for each one too. It's very cool. I'll show it. Wow. And then we convene and we talk about what genre we had that week, and then we kind of play examples and stuff. Like, there's some very interesting stuff out there. So. That could be fun. That could be exciting. That, I would love to do that. Also, if you guys would like an alternative R&B um, podcast, I am here for that. Like, when I first came to Syracuse, I actually, I don't know why, but I ended up getting into alternative R&B. I think somebody had, like, a, a playlist on, like, they posted on Twitter. And I was like, what, what the heck is this? So then um, I started listening to it, and I was like, I love this. So, like, I've been obsessed with it ever since. So, yeah, if you guys want to talk about it, let me know. That'd be fun. Yeah. Oh, snaps. Yeah, yeah maybe you could make to. a playlist, like, of some artists or songs mm-hmm. you like, and we can just all listen to it, and then... Oh, uh, the playlist is already okay. ready. Oh, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Shell yeah. said I'm already struggling. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right, it. let's pencil it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll create it on Spotify, and we'll share it. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, like, we can all, like, have, like, a, a shared playlist, and we can uh, just add music to it and then end up talking oh, about fun. it. That's yeah. awesome. Would be, Oh my god! And then we can do like the the pick the random number generator podcast, like yeah. like Swedish metal musical. Pop. Yeah, it's out there. It's out there for sure. <laughs> cool. Let's bring it back to. Yeah, I'm let's sorry. Kind of All right, I'm gonna be up. a. I'm gonna, All right, yeah. Host is bring it back. Sorry, host, yeah, bring it back. Go ahead. <laughs> for whoever's editing this, you can start. Cut mm-hmm. everything before now. Okay. <laughs> So why would you suggest anyone to sort of venture, like, to check out Vampire Weekend, right? Like, why do you think folks should should take this journey uh, with us uh, on their own after this journey? Like, what what would you say to folks? Hmm. Or we can cut this question. <laughs> well, no, that's a good question. I'm just, okay. I got to think yeah. about it. We can cut out the thinking time. But. Yeah, sorry. Cut out again. We're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how about this? How What would you tell someone like me who never heard of it? <laughs> like, hmm. I guess for me, it's like coming from, um, like, when I first went into high school, before I even touched any other genres, it was just mostly R&B and rap for me. And anything outside of that was just like, no, it's weird. Like, I don't want to listen to it. So I guess going into it with, like, an open mind is, like, the biggest thing. Because... You never know if you're going to like something. And also, like me, being able to just sit and kind of listen through an album. Because, like I said, I I think I heard Hudson. And I think it was... It might have been Hannah Hunt. I don't know what it is. But um, I I don't know if it's the song. So, don't say personally. <laughs> but um, I was like, no. And then eventually, I circled back around it. But, you know, like, I would have, you know, really started listening to them sooner if I didn't just um, kind of give up. So, I would just say, give it a chance. Um, listen through an album or two and yeah and I would say listen to it more than once yeah because yeah. like, I found yes. that as I listened to your playlist like by the third time I was starting to like I was like it was sinking in like it was starting to I was starting to really get it and get into it yeah I would say like um like we don't tend a lot of people don't tend to think of like music as a text but that's one thing I really like about Vampire Weekend and like a lot of the artists I like is like you can like read their lyrics as well, like a text and like there's lots of multiple meanings and the way the music relates to the text and vice versa. I think they do that really well. So personally, I would suggest that. Um, and I would like, like you said, Amy, like it like 
gets better each time. And like, it's like reminds me of like arrested development. Like each time you watch oh it, like God. you catch a new <laughs> joke, you know, like I, yes. I tend to like that music, but for you, Chris, like if I was going to say for you to check it out, I would say since you like the internet actually on their newest album, they did a song with Steve, a few songs with Steve Lacey oh, our boy Steve from the Lacey. internet. Um, <laughs> because Steve Lacey had said, the first song he ever learned to play on guitar was A-Punk, the Vampire Weekend track. So they like teamed up and they did a few tracks like this one, Sunflower. That's Steve Lacey on guitar. Okay. So if you're an internet fan, I mean, that that's just to you. That's not to everyone else. But. This has a very like prog like yeah. vibe to it. Yeah, Sunflower's fun. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. Steve Lacey is an amazing musician. Mm. You should listen to his, this is, sorry, off topic again, but his solo music is very good, yeah. I think. But. He did it all on an iPhone, right? Like, I heard he did, like, one of his EPs, just, like, all using GarageBand on his iPhone and plugging in with a yeah. thing. So. He's amazing, absurd, all of the above. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. For me... I think it's I I truly enjoy that I listen to so much random stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. I think that I, I don't know. Like I feel like it. There's just such a breadth of things that I listen to. Things that like moods I could be in. Sorry, I moved away from the microphone. But moods I could be in, um, and the things I can listen to that really like I don't know. To me, that's not that's fun to just have this whole catalog of things that. I've gathered along the way in my musical journey, right? Like I've had so many weird different phases and now I'm at this point where they've all coalesced into <laughs> whatever <laughs> my music taste is now. <laughs> um, so, you know, like one minute I can listen to My Come Romance, next, next step I'm at Vampire Weekend, next step I'm at the internet, next step I'm listening to some K-pop stuff I listened to in 2012. You know what I'm saying? Like there is so much. Yeah. There's so much music out there, and I think it's so fun to explore explore new music because um, you can really find something you love and you wouldn't know until you tried. So, And I think that's one of the reasons why we brought Shalimar to the table because she has such uh, an eclectic taste, and it's like, oh, wow, let's, let's unpack that a little bit. <laughs> and Vampire Weekend happened to be the band that we started with, but there's obviously, as we're seeing, there's so many different directions we could go and as our next step. Mm. Like for me, um, to gravitate towards me, I'll, I'll ask, "Are they good live?" Like, oh my if, god, if they're like great live, yes. then you sold me. Yeah, right. I love like love live music. Like I don't care what it is, I just like listen to live music. Yes, you know. Wow. Yeah. I, I can show you the videos if you want. Sure. Kind of see, yeah. I don't know if I have any videos. It's it was so long ago, but I can look. But. I, I mean, and maybe I'm biased because I already liked them going into it. And so I was like, right. I know what I'm getting into. I'm <laughs> hype. I'm here. Um, but I thought they were amazing live. Um, I think they sound, you know, people are like, do they sound the same? Yeah, yes, they, definitely. they do sound the same. <laughs> and, and again, I'm not like a concert person, but I just like live, like small, small venues, just chill vibes. Yeah. You know, mm. like that's me. Right. Yeah. Which I'd never go to a Vampire Weekend concert and expect that I'm going to be in a pit. You know what I mean? Like there's, <laughs> there's sort of expectations of when I go to a Vampire Weekend, you know, like there's not going to be sort of of that because I'm too old for that. <laughs> At 24, I've outgrown the interest in being in a mosh pit. So, <laughs> Yes. Should we do the last question? Sure. Okay. So the last question is, um, are there any stories you want to share about their music or any particular song that stands out to you for any any reason, really? Like, was this your first song? Was this the most impactful? I got one that yeah. stands out for sure. Um, so when I, I had kind of like listened to Vampire Weekend after I found that CD and like kind of through college, but then it kind of fell off for me. Like I got more into hip hop and I had like, really big hip-hop phase, wasn't listening to as much indie as before. Um, and I lived in Japan for three years. And, Whoa. Uh, yeah. Kelsey, you going to sauce that in there? Yeah, throw that right. in there right <laughs> at the end. <laughs> the man of mystery right at the end. Uh, but so I took a trip with my, my then-girlfriend to South Korea. And we, like, had, like, she had gone to do something else and I had gone to do something else for some morning. And I remember I saw the new Vampire Weekend album that dropped. And I was like, oh, I'll listen to it. 
And like, I don't know if anyone's ever been to South Korea, but like the buses and there aren't really as many trains. It's like more of a bus system and the bus drivers drive like really fast and like, <laughs> you know, really erratically. So I'm kind of like standing on this bus, like kind of disassociating because like I can't understand what anyone's saying. And I'm like, I'm just like throwing my headphones and I put on and I remember kind of listening to it. And then this song came on and. I just wanted to rage because I'm like, oh, this bus, like, <laughs> just going so fast. And, like, the lyrics are like, when the police come, they always come too soon. And it starts rocking. I'm like, oh, yeah, I love that. Let me just play a little bit. No time to discuss it. Can't speak when the waves reach us. And I'm just on this bus, like, let's go. <laughs> the soundtrack to your life. Yeah. So that moment always stands out to you. And then I like, dove right back into them pretty heavy after that. Yeah, I don't know. I would say for me, I don't know. They've been around so long in my life. I don't have any, like, specific um, moments I can think of, really. But... That's okay. I think the one that I already mentioned right when I was laying in a bathtub. Like, <laughs> like I don't know why I remember that so vividly, but I, but I do because I was really just like going through it sort of emotionally. And so, um, yeah, for me, that really sticks out. And I don't know why my brain only remembers the bathtub, but the bathtub. So, um, yeah, Vampire Week and I taking baths together. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I already kind of shared my story about going to Firefly. Um, but yeah, it just really stands out because like, I don't, like I said, I'm not a concert person. The only other people's concert I've been to is like All Time Low. Oh my and, God. Um, <laughs> that was like in high school. It was very dark. We were like up, we weren't in like the mosh pit area because I'm not, I'm not that type of person. I'm too <laughs> small. But um, yeah, like it was cool, but it just wasn't, I don't know. It didn't really do anything for me, but like once I went to the Vampire Weekend one, it just kind of changed my whole experience. And um, I guess kind of fun fact: so my chemical romance is gonna be a Firefly this year. So yes, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's I'm going to see them in Toronto. I was supposed to see them in 2020, but you know how things go. Mm. See, so. no, they literally broke up on my birthday in I think 2013. Oh my it god, it was so bad. I was so convinced my mom was gonna get me concert tickets. No, like I was, <laughs> it was so awful. And then I don't know, like one of my sorority sisters, they're like, oh, they're back together. I'm like, are you lying? Like you're lying. And then <laughs> she's like, no, like why would I lie? I was like. That doesn't make sense. So then I looked it up and I was like, they have a whole tour. But it was already sold out by the mm. time. So I live right down the street from where Firefly is supposed to be. So I'm just like, I'm thinking about getting a ticket. It's like kind of you like should. a sidebar. But yeah. Wow. You should. I'm very excited. You yeah, must. I was thinking of going too, actually. Because my like one of my really good friends that I met here um, like knows someone who like helped runs like helps run the festival. And like she lives right near there. So we were thinking about maybe going as well. I'm not sure. But it's possible. I definitely recommend it. I, I feel like it's going to be really fun. Yeah. I think there's like some other really good artists going there. Or some other indie bands that I enjoy that are going. So I might as well. Isn't it like in September though or something? It is. I don't even know what I'm doing in September because I'm a senior and I don't oh, have a job. Right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to Fireflies. Right? <laughs> going to Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. I, hear, I feel the same way. When I bought these tickets in 2019 for 2020, you know, I was like, I'm going to be in Syracuse at grad school. No worries. Toronto's right there. Blah, blah, blah. Now I'm graduating, and I will be question mark. Um, and now I will have to cross the border and go to Toronto to go to a concert. Um, so I, I feel you. Um, mm. It's also in September. So it's, on Labor, it's on Labor Day. Oh. So at least it'll be on Labor Day. Um, but so yeah, catch me in Toronto. <laughs> that would be an interesting podcast, po like concert stories. Oh, where you could yeah. like oh, take a concert and like we could play the song and like describe like why that particular concert moment stood out to you. Oh God, that'd be oh fun. concert moments. I got some right. Old concert moments. This is PG thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. We uh, can do the beep. Yeah. <laughs> um, 2008 Del Dover, Delaware, Little Wayne concert. And this was like cool. peak Little Wayne. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like peak Little oh Wayne. Oh, oh, I love that for you. <laughs> the memories. Oh, we gotta do that. This Wait, Dover? Like, where in Dover was that? 
This was at um this, it was at the university. Oh, uh, Del State. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Cause I'm like, why are you in Dover? Yep, I went, <laughs> yes, I went to Del State. There's literally nothing there but the casino and the school. Yeah, I, I lived there, so yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh. No, I, I currently live there. Now I'm from New Jersey, by the way. I'm not from Delaware. Just to clarify. Wow. Listen, oh, okay. there's nothing wrong with living in Delaware. Just there's, no tax. N- there's everything. There's nothing. So there's, that's, there's that's, 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 that's another podcast we need to do. Because when I was in like when I was in college, like this definitely needs to be edited. But, <laughs> God, but, yeah, we're going so off yeah, the rails. When I was in college, like I used to always complain, like there's nothing in Delaware, there's nothing in Delaware. But like now I'm just kinda like, I mean, I used to get the I used to get the penny back for that <laughs> for the dollar menu back in the day. <laughs> and, and there's a Wawa and I Wawa saved my life. I love Wawa. I I can't so like I I don't know. I went to community college so I went to like Dell Tech which Del right Tech. there. Mm-hmm. And then like I hung out on like DSU's campus for like two years when I was doing that whole thing. So I I don't know. It's it's I don't know how people go to college there. It's not like a bad it's, thing. It's like I don't know. It's a um, acquired taste. <laughs> because I definitely, like, after my first year, I was like, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm transferring out of here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I end up staying, but I, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, there's really not much, like, in Syracuse, I feel like there's more here. Like, it's still not, like, oh my going God. to school in New York City. <laughs> yeah. Mind you. Yeah. There's more here. Mind you, that's the capital. Dover is the capital of Delaware, yeah. and there's nothing there. And I mean, my thing is that Dover has really developed since you've been there. And since I've been there, they've done so much more development. So I can only imagine what it was like when you're there. Like, there was probably even more rural. Like, there's like farms outside of like my subdivision. Oh, very much so. Like, you, so you have to the, you have to strip, you have to strip um, Route 1. And it's like every boulevard. So it's like all your like stores. They have every restaurant there. Yeah. You have the school. But once you go past that, nothing. <laughs> it's like literally <laughs> Wait, nothing. like North or South or both? Like North Dupont is like you know that's the oh yeah, yeah, yeah nothing nothing but then after that when you get south it's definitely oh no wait, there's nothing in the north south there's a lot there's a south they've du- done a lot of oh see expansion. I haven't been there in so long yeah they've done a lot that's I learned right off of uh Route 13 like in the Camden area so like I don't even know where to reference that there's a Walmart I don't know if there was a Walmart down there before there's, but... it was there's a Walmart on North there's one in South yeah that's where I live right next to okay. one in South but like there's a lot of development I promise like there's there's stuff there now okay. if you ever go back but... <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> you say, I'm not going back. No, I, have, I have no reason to go back. I, I have mean, no reason to go back. Isn't there homecoming? Um, homecoming? Yeah, yeah, homecoming, I'll go, but I haven't been there in like years. Wow. But yeah, there we go. <laughs> Another God, podcast. Right? <laughs> Living right? in De- Delaware. Yeah. Delaware. So many thoughts. Shalmar and I can make it like an emo kid podcast. Oh, yes. I'm here for it. Should. Lot. I'm here for it. Oh my it. God. I have like a whole playlist. It has like 200 songs on it. I didn't think I knew that many songs, but wow. apparently I do. So, um, that, that's the playlist that I break out when I'm driving from here to Delaware, which is five <gasps> hours. Oh, my God. The five way hours. I do the same yeah. thing. It's, it's so bad because I'm literally, like, screaming in my car when I'm like this. And it's like, I'm not really paying attention, which is bad. I know people are probably Criminal. looking at my car like, what is she doing? Yeah. Like, no, that's, oh, my God. Shalmar, we have to speak about this. <laughs> just the Pierce the Veil. I did not. I never got into them. My oh, friends did. I was. Oh. I bought the band tees. I did, but I was like, I don't. It's not for me. I don't okay, know. Okay, totally fair and small worries. Okay, we're gonna. Okay, let's <laughs> let's wrap this guy up. Um, is there any closing thoughts? Any closing thoughts we have before we uh, wrap up our podcast here about Vampire Weekend? I just have to say, talking about music, it's like I love talking about music because you learn so much about each so other. Yeah. yeah, you do. I guess I'll start. Um, oh my God, Chris. Yes. You know, <laughs> so I don't know if this is something I would like play every day or play like on a, a drive to Delaware or anything like that. But um, I could definitely see like the vibe. I can, I can, I, I, I get why people like enjoy it. Um, it's, it really is cool. And I, 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 I promise I feel like it, I would like it more live. Yeah. Cause yeah. I just, yeah, again, live music is like my thing. Um, so I definitely understand it. I was in a just, beautiful sunny day. It's nice out. It's like yeah, temperate. Like I can I can see they have like a, you know yeah. a drink and hanging out with yeah. friends. Like yeah. I can definitely see. Pop their first two albums on when it's sunny and gorgeous yeah. and beautiful out. You're like, oh, I, this is peak living right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever spring hits, which Syracuse, what June? Who knows, right? Whenever that hits, <laughs> reassess. Go outside, yes. just throw it on. Yeah. Which is ironic because with vampires, you think that they can't go out in the sun. Right. <laughs> we'll have to talk. We'll have to sit down with like Ezra Koenig and, and other yes. folks in the band and just say, what What was the what was the motive? What's the motive? 
Did we so, all come up with our names yet? I oh my god! Oh, I, kind of I totally forgot. Maybe maybe we'll we'll think on it, and then the next podcast we'll start with that. We got to start with our names. We're ending on a cliffhanger, everyone. Yes. <laughs> Ezra Koenig, if you're listening, call us. We have so many questions and no answers. But anything else? No, I think that this was really fun. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you all so much for chatting with me, chatting with us. Thanks for listening in. Um, and we'll be back soon with, who knows, a lot of different <laughs> stuff. We have a lot of music opinions and we want to talk about them. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by HOP and SSS's The Census Project. The Census Project encourages self-exploration and community building through podcasting, music, and beat making. You can find out more about The Census Project at SyracuseCensus.com through nuanced discussion and dialogue across differences. The Census Project seeks to create a more inclusive community, one podcast at a time. Again, this is Craig Tucker, and we thank you for listening.